Hi guys, I'm going to do something a little bit different today and I'm going to read some comments off of a social media post and see what your thoughts are on it. And I'm going to read out of the Bible where I'm going to refute this because, well, apparently some Christians think that they're above the law and Jesus clearly tells us that we're not. So I would really like to have your opinions on this and feel free to message me. I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram page and feel free to come talk to me because I don't feel like what they're saying is right and I'm going to disagree. So I guess first I need to tell you what exactly the post was about. It uh, was a fa it was a Instagram live with Pastor Greg Lockie. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. Um, <clears throat> he was stating that he was keeping his church open and he was going to have service as usual. And he was upset that Facebook had taken his post down because it violated their community standards and said that they were, he was, uh, how did he say it, inciting that people should gather together, which is not what he said. He said he was going to keep the services open. I meant you could come if you wanted to. Now, clearly... Every state right now is having a different mandate on what their government is wanting you to do about this pandemic right now. So clearly, people shouldn't be judging other states for what they feel like they need to be doing now. Because right now in the state of Missouri, we're basically just told, you know, we're closing the schools down. Please don't, you know, the restaurants are kind of closing down because they don't want people coming and, and congregating in places, but they're not telling you not to go places. It's just use your head and not be in crowded areas with a bunch of people. It's, I just feel like people are not using their head and I'm going to read some comments here in a minute. Let me get this all figured out here now the comment I want to focus on was by a lady and she clearly is a follower on social media of pastor pastor Greg Lockie and it says I always liked you but I don't agree with you on this point as Christians we are called to obey the law okay I I agree with part of that but is he breaking the law? Do we know what Tennessee's mandates are right now? And he did not say, you have to be at church. He did not say that at all. He said he was going to have the service open and he was keeping the doors open because, see, Tennessee just had a big tornado go through there. And there's people that don't have homes right now. And he opened the doors and let the people come in. They're staying there. That's Right now, that is their home. He can't just close the doors and kick them out. What type of person would that make him? Where are they supposed to go? What are they supposed to do? 
okay? He wanted to keep services open to people, and these people included, to lift their spirits up, okay? Because right now, I really feel like that's the big thing that why people are getting so upset with church closings right now is because we really need the spiritual uplifting. And I'll get into more of that a little bit later, but I want to focus more on these comments right now. Okay. <laughs> the first comment to her says, what if the law told you to shut down and never open again? Um, well, the law didn't say that. They just said, please don't gather in big gatherings. Did they say shut down the churches and don't ever open again? Mm, no, they did not. So that's kind of a stupid comment. Now, the, <laughs> the second and third comment and the first comment, the second comment, which is by the same per by he's, he's directing it to the first commenter. It says, exactly when laws go against God's word, we do not align with the laws. Okay. And then his third comment was directed to the original commenter on the post. Not when the law goes against God's word. Okay. What part of that said that we're not, you know, to go against God word, God's word? I'm, I'm kind of confused here. <clears throat> the fifth comment, which was the same person who was the first comment, and he was directing it to the guy who made the second and third comment. It says, let the man of God decide what is best for his flock. It's none of your business. Okay, I kind of agree with that. But what was your first comment about? Okay. Now the sixth comment is mine. And it's directed to her. That made the, the original comment that everybody's commenting under. And I said if he's not obeying the law. He will be arrested. Pastors don't get a free ride just because they're pastors. So obviously he isn't disobeying the law not arrested and not fined. Of course, I don't know the mandates right now, and apparently she doesn't know the mandates for the state of Tennessee right now either. Because, clearly, they're all different. <sighs> the seventh comment directed, this is a new person commenting, it says, we are not under the law. What? <laughs> Where in the world... Did you read that? Because I don't know anywhere in the Bible that says we're not to follow the law. The eighth comment, which is directed at me, by the way. You apparently don't know the law and how it works. Oh, okay. Well, Kyle, whomever you are, obviously you don't know that each state has a different mandate on this pandemic. And it's subject to change as circumstances change. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the ninth comment. This is another new person. No, wait. Yeah, this is another new person. It says, Not when the law say it's, says not to worship our Lord. No way. 
okay, where did the law state that we couldn't worship the Lord? I do not see that. We are not, absolutely not, in the time of, of you cannot pray. We, we cannot read our Bibles. No one has said that. There is nothing that has been said in any laws that I know of that say that we cannot read our Bibles. We cannot sing to the Lord. We cannot pray to the Lord. Where are these people getting this? The 10th comment. Yes, the law of God, not men's law. Okay, the 11th comment is the same person who commented the 10th. <sighs> it's directed to the second commenter. It says, Amen. And then it's got the little emojis of the hands up. <laughs> the same person directed a comment to me. We are not under man's law. We are under the law of God. And then it's got a double hands up emoji. Okay, I'm going to get on this here in a minute. And I'm going to dispute it because, hey, uh, she's absolutely wrong. And then the 13th comment. He's not breaking the law yet. Because we haven't been ordered to stay in our houses yet. It's only been suggested. Ta-da! There it is. There's the voice of reasoning in this whole little outburst. And I'm pretty sure that this person is actually from Tennessee and knows the mandates of the, what they're doing right now. Because she said, yet. He's not breaking the law yet. Okay. I kind of wrote down some things and I'm going to read it out to you. Because see, no one makes me come to church. I walk through the doors willingly and sit in the pew of my choosing. The government has suggested that places keep social distancing. distancing, No gatherings of large size. Some say not over 50, some say 20, and others say 10. I think people should use some common sense here. When I feel sick, I don't go to church because guess what? I do not want to make my other brothers and sisters in Christ sick. I don't want to make anybody else sick at all because some people's immune systems are a lot weaker than others okay and <sighs> right now you got to keep that in mind if you got family members that have weak immune systems they probably shouldn't go to church okay that doesn't mean you can't worship god you can worship god in your in your house you can listen to sermons on the radio. You can sing praises to God. You can pray. There's nothing saying that you can't. And you can even have communion at home, okay? There's nothing saying that you have to be in a church, okay? I I love going to church because it lifts my spirits up. Being with other people that are like-minded Christians like myself, it helps me spiritually get through my week that's why i go to a bible study in the middle of the week because one day a week isn't good enough for me and i really would like to do it more often but at the moment i've got to just go with what i got and so yes when we closed down our bible study it broke my heart it broke my heart and but i understand why okay 
Because you can't just willingly, you know, you can't, I'm not really sure how to put this to words right now. Because I need this spiritual guidance from, from my Bible study and from church. But I don't want to risk the people that go there too with possibly making their immune systems weaker and making them sick. And God doesn't want them to risk that either. That's why, that's why you got to understand that the church is not a building. It's inside you. You are the church. And God clearly states that you are the church. The church, he bought and paid for it with the blood of Christ. Did he buy, buy a church building with the blood of Christ? No, he bought you with the blood of Christ. Ugh. Now, people are getting really upset with Pastor Greg Lockie because he said he was going to keep the doors open. Well, what's he supposed to do? Kick all those people out? They're staying there because their homes got demolished. Is he supposed to kick them out on the streets? No food? I don't think so, okay? He's doing what he thinks is best right now, and that's, that's all any pastor should be doing. If they close down your church, know that that's what your pastor thought was best. For you and the rest of your congregation. Because I know for a fact. It breaks my heart. When we have to close down church. Because of the weather. When it's icy and snowy. But you know what. There are people. And I love them to death. But they will get out of their cars. And have their little walkers. And try to go up the icy slopes. Just to get into the church doors. Okay. And that's a lot of the reason why. Why our pastors close during the winter weather is because um, we don't want anybody breaking their hips on the ice just to get in the church door, okay? And right now, we don't need anybody getting sick and possibly dying just to come to church. I do feel that churches should stay open to a point because there are a lot of people like me that really need that communion that maybe we can meet in the basement and have a Bible study or, or, you know, you need to have a relationship with your pastor because I mean, like I just said earlier, it's not really the church. We, we should be meeting outside of the church as well, not just in the church building. And I think that's what we need to really focus on right now. But I really want to focus on, at this moment, why Christians are not above the law. And I've got a lot of biblical verses to back it up. Okay, I'm going to read from Romans 13. Let everyone be subject to the govern governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do not, or excuse me, and those who 
do will bring judgment on themselves, for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For one for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. There they are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of con conscience. <clears throat> this is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt of love. One another to, mm, excuse me. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another for whoever loves others have fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because, of, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed the night is nearly over the day is almost here so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light let us have decent decently let us be hmm, excuse me let us behave decently as in the daytime not carousing and drunkenness not in sexual immortality and debauchery not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So that clearly tells us that uh, we're supposed to follow our, our, our government. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say that if our government says that we're not allowed to believe in God that we should just fold to that that's not what this is saying and right now the laws of this pandemic are not telling us that we cannot worship it's saying we cannot gather in large groups there's nothing saying that we can't get together in the small group that is allowed allotted for whatever your state is telling you or whatever your county is saying you have to obey your laws 
because it clearly says right there that God puts them in command. And I'm going to go back to uh, some of the things that when Jesus was arrested, I'm, I'm going to go read some of those. Uh, I think possibly Luke and John have the best depiction of that. All four of them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you look them up where Jesus got arrested, he clearly does not fight getting arrested. If we were above the law, Jesus would have made sure that we knew it in that instant that we were above the law. But he didn't. Now I'm going to read from Matthew um, 26 verses 47 until 56. <clears throat> While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priest and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had ar arranged a signal for them. The one I kiss is the, man is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. And the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant on, of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In the hour, Jesus said to the crowd, I am, am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. John eighteen one through 14 when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who had betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came into the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they, they replied. I am he, said Jesus, and Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, Who is it you, you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. 
If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear, his right ear. And the servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put away, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of the soldier, soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Ananias, who was the father-in-law of Cephas, Cap, Yep, Cephas, the high priest that year. Cephas was the the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Of course, Cephas, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not going to try to, whatever. If you want to tell me that I'm wrong, please do. Um... They did a lot of questioning to Jesus. They questioned him who he was and, and you know, pretty weird questions that he really didn't do anything wrong about. But he, you know, he answered their questions and some of them he just didn't answer because, uh, okay, why would you, why would you answer that when they already answered the question themselves? Um, but then they took him before Pilate. And this is what I'm going to read in John 18:28 through 40. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Capius to the place of the Roman governor. Now it was early morning and to avoid ceremonial ceremonial uncleanliness they did not enter the place because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, We would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. You are. Your own people and chief priests have handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to pre prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. 
Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this he went out again into the Jew Jews gathering there and said, I find no bias for charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at a time, at the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in the uprising. Now I didn't read out of the book of Mark or Luke because they basically said the exact same thing that the book of Matthew said on Jesus' Jesus's arrest. But right there, Jesus told him, he says, you know, if I wanted to, I could have a whole legion of angels come down. And you wouldn't stand a chance. But because we are to, pay, to obey the law, he willingly went with them because they were arresting him and going to judge him, I guess. Um, see, he, we're not above the law. And he clearly states that when he's talking to Pilate, that he's not of this world. Because if he were, there would be no way that he would be able to arrest him. There's a difference between our world, worldly laws and the laws of God. We are supposed to obey both of them. Now, when they come into conflict, you kind of have to pay attention to what the laws of the world are actually saying. Because right now, people are trying to say that they're telling us we cannot worship God. No. They did not say that. They said, please keep to social distancing. Do not twist this to be, because they, they really can, and you, you want to be real careful about how you go about calling the government like out like this, because They're not telling you you can't worship God. They're saying do not go into large groups. Use your head, people. Because if, if we're above the law, are we? No, not on this world. Not in this world. We are not above the law. Not at all. If we get falsely accused and falsely judged, we still are not above the law. There are people in prisons right now that did not do what they are in prison for. And sometimes they get rejudged and the judge says, oh, my bad, we'll release you. Sometimes they don't. And guess what? God takes account for that. Okay? And right now, we are not being told that we are not allowed to worship God. We are told not to gather in large gatherings. That doesn't mean that we can't get together in our house 
or in our front yards if it's warm enough or in a barn or in a building as long as we are abiding by the amount of people that are supposed to be in the gathering we can still worship God we can still praise him with song we can still read our Bible they have not taken our Bibles off the shelf and told us that we cannot have a Bible they have not done that yet when they do you better believe we're probably going to go underground. But not right now, folks. We do not need to have a big revolt of the Christians right now. Because they are not taking away our Christian rights. Not at all. Will you pray with me? Lord, I'm bringing to you right now all these people that are scared. And they're confused. And right now, they really don't know what to do. I want you to fill them up, Lord, and let them know that just because they're telling us that we cannot be in the church building in a large crowd, that that doesn't mean that we cannot worship you. We need to feel your presence every day, even when we're not in the church building. Even when we're not in Bible study. Yes, your presence is larger when we are together in a large group. Because you can feel it. But right now, we need to find you inside of ourselves. Find the church inside of ourselves. And God, you've got to show everybody where the church is inside of them. Right now, we got people who are so confused. They think that the government is telling them that we can't worship you. That's not what they're saying, God. And we know that we have our Bible, so we can read your word. So we're, we're connected to you through that Bible. And we can sing our own praises. Any hymn you know by heart, Lord, we can sing that to you right now. And we can pray. We, can, we have a direct line to you right now by praying. And there is nobody that can take that away from us. Nobody. Daniel tells us that in the book of Daniel. Nobody can take our direct line away from us that goes to you. Lord, I want you to be with everyone. Put a hedge of protection around them. And keep them from being catching this deadly virus. And those that have it, I want you to heal them up, Lord. Heal them up. Keep them safe. And guide them through this. Right now we got a lot of people who are scared. And they're acting out on their fear. They're buying up things out of the store that they don't need, that others really do need. And, and Lord, you got to put it on their heart. Please put it on their heart. That anybody that's hoarding up all these things, that when they get, meet somebody who really, really needs it, they will show your love and give them a part of what they're hoarding back. Because that, that's where you really shine, is when we give to others what they cannot give back. Lord, keep me Keep me safe. Keep me lifted up. Because right now, there are times that I feel like I could 
I could just punch some, punch the wall, or I, I want to hit something because this virus is something that I can't see physically. <clears throat> and right now, it's just hurting on the inside, seeing everybody so scared, and I can feel their fear. Please bring a light into it. Show them this isn't the end. That we're going to get through this, Lord. With you. With you, we're going to get through this. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>